welcome to the Artist Appeals. This is Erin Sparler and I'm your host. In the Artist Appeals, we interview artists, crafters, photographers, and business professionals about the business of art. I hope you'll join us and enjoy the show. So today I want to talk to you about education and not your education, but your audience's education. So you, the artist, spent a lifetime learning about your craft and thinking about your art. Maybe not a lifetime, but you know, you spent a really long time making it, learning how to do it, thinking about art, because that's what we do. We're artists. We think about art. There's a great quote by Paul Gauguin that says, the public wants to understand and learn in a single day, a single minute, what the artist has spent years learning. I think this is very true. And I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing, but it's something that we need to keep in mind, that we need to educate our audience to the benefits of our artwork, to the features, perhaps. So features are essentially the um, canvas it's made on and the paint that you used and the archival attributes, those types of things that we get all geeky about you know, how long it's going to last, that it's, um, the paint will last a thousand years or the photograph will last a hundred to 200 years with proper archival techniques. You know, those are the features, right? And those are important. Those are important to explain to your audience why they should buy your work or why your work is higher priced than somebody else's, maybe because you've used better quality materials. Those are features that we need to educate our audience on. But we also need to educate our audience as to the stories, the symbolism, the reasons behind our art. So those stories are what resonate with the purchaser. So when they buy a piece of art, people are buying a memory. They essentially want a memory that they can put on their wall or their shelf or hold in their hands a thing, a physical object, a talisman, if you will, that brings back the memories of that day at the craft fair with their family or that vacation to the beach or that trip into the mountains or whatever it is. If it's a tourist activity or if it's just a, you know, a day-to-day activity, they like to be involved with the story of the artwork. So that's the second part of educating your audience is sharing with them not just the features, but also the benefits, the ways that they're going to benefit from this artwork and the story behind the artwork. So it's almost like three things. The features are the physical materials, the qualities, the things that you've put into the artwork that make it stand above the crowd. The benefits are the advantages for the purchaser for buying, maybe it will make them more prestigious because it's very expensive and they can brag about it at some fancy cocktail party. But that is not the norm. There are people that buy art to invest and to, um, you know, it's a status symbol. So they hang it on their wall and then they have a lot of money. And so they have friends who have a lot of money. And so they come over and they talk about the art and they like to feel smart. But that is the exception to the rule, not the norm. Most people who are buying art, and there's a much bigger audience of 
the regular public who are buying art are buying art for the way it makes them feel, the emotion it brings about, the story that it tells them in their mind. So if you can tie all that together, not just the features, but the benefits, the way it makes them feel, and the stories behind the art with the stories behind the art, you are going to have a better chance of selling your work. So you need to educate your audience. Well, how do you do that? There's lots of different ways nowadays. Of course, there's social media, which is all about stories like Instagram stories. It's literally called Instagram stories. You can do process art. I talk a little bit about that in the previous episode where I talk about presentation and how to catch those videos and how it needs to be just easy. It needs to be frictionless. It needs to be easy for you. And so I recommend just using your iPhone. Get yourself a pop socket or two ring um, holders and put them in the bottom right and the bottom left. And you can see a picture of that on my website, The Artist Appeals, and show some process photos. Show the meditative quality of the ink flowing across the page. Make a satisfying video. That's a big trend now. That's a, a mem or a meme. I think it's pronounced meme. I always mispronounce it. That was my grandmother's name, by the way. Did you know that? Little side tidbit. M-E-M-E, Mimi. That was my grandmother's name. That's why I always mess that word up. So, you know, process videos and posting to social media, YouTube videos, those are longer. Those are traditionally much longer. Jump cuts are very traditional nowadays. So just splicing things together really fast, really fast cuts that don't even take into account like AB roll. So anybody can do it. You just cut, 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 smoosh it together. You're good to go. Or Instagram videos, Instagram stories. Those are much shorter. They're like two minutes in length. And normally they just have pretty music with them. Other options are like hyperlapse, which takes super fast, hyperspeed, stop motion, you know, time-lapse photography. There's stop motion photography. All these things are fun things that you can make for social media to tell the story about your artwork. You can also go the traditional route where you write up something, you write up a story about the photograph. For example, Jeffrey Stoner, he um, is one of our previous interviews, very successful photographer, has his work in like 12 different galleries up and down the East Coast, left a successful career to do this as a second career. He's in his 60s and he's doing great. And he really believes that it's because on the back of every piece, he tells a story. He has a short paragraph or two about the story. Some of his best-selling photographs are these beautiful goats on top of a mountain, and they're with a great Pyrenees, and it talks about the natural effort to, they were trying to get the invasive species plants off the top of the mountain, and so they put these goats up there to help control the invasive species. And he tells the story about the lead goat and you know, gives you the names and he's got all the different goats and people like to collect them. In fact, his work has been collected by a famous country rock star. He wouldn't tell me who. It's a big hush-hush secret, but yeah. So it's the story that resonates. It's the story that makes people buy. So how can you educate your audience? The back of your artwork, if you're working with two-dimensional artwork, um, a reproduction or a print or even an original, is great real estate for telling that story, for printing up a regular sheet of paper and putting it in that plastic sleeve with the reproduction, or you could get stickers made up, 
that has your contact information and where they can find more work. But you really want to make it as frictionless as possible. And you want to make it as individual of the piece as possible as well. So tell a story about each piece. You can also do this on a blog. This is a great way to help with SEO on blogs is to basically do a little write-up about the process and the things you learned and so forth and so on. So that's kind of a good option as well. So you've got social media stories, you've got blog stories, you've got the back of your art. If you have a product, you want to tell a story about that. It may only be a sentence or two about the symbolism of the semi-precious stone or the symbolism of the animal, like my totem poppets at iConnect Crafts, my movable chipboard embellishments, my little animals that are, they're sort of like paper dolls, except that they can move and they're animals. You basically get one paragraph write-up with every design that talks about the symbolism in either Native American culture or Asian culture or whatever. And then the last line is like a little prompt. It's, it's kind of like a fortune cookie. So you want to give something people they can sink their teeth into, something that they can emotionally resonate with. So that's the idea behind educating your audience. It's a critical step. So that is the E in appeals. So we've got the appeals seven-step system. In the previous episodes, we have an overview one where I summarize all of them. A-P-P-E-A-L-S, appeals. I'm making your art appeal, right? I'm helping you make your art appeal to the audience through this seven-step system. So there's art. We have a full episode just on that, how you can create your voice easier and faster and find your artistic voice. Product, that's the second P. I put product before presentation because you have to change your mindset in order to let go of the art. And you have to think of other ways that you can create revenue streams from your art. So what other products can you make from your art? Can you make prints? Can you make postcards? Can you make stickers? Can you make boxes or books or puzzles or pillows or whatever? There's a lot of different products that you can make. And with um, print on demand now and websites like Spoonflower, which makes custom printed fabric or Zazzle, which prints your artwork on pretty much anything, um, there's a lot of options. And then the second P is for presentation. I cover that in another episode in depth. Check that one out if you haven't checked it out yet, because presentation is so often overlooked, but it creates perceived value, which it allows you to raise your prices. And then this episode, educate. So presentation and educate are kind of subsets. They, they go hand in hand. Your presentation is how you educate your audience and you educate your audience in your presentation. They are like sisters. They're like two sides of a coin. I don't have any more good metaphors for that. But yeah, presentation is vitally important. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. And this telling stories is very important to the presentation. If you aren't familiar with storytelling structure, you might want to check that out. So use the traditional story structure that we had in like elementary school, that you have a hero, you have a subject, you have a main character. Main character may be a barn in a picture. It may be an inanimate object, but you have a character within your art you have something, a main subject that hopefully you can tell some kind of story about. 
It could be an about an adventure you had that day when you made that piece of art. It could be an about an emotion you were experiencing. It could be about um, a totally random story. It doesn't have to be related to you and your emotional experience or your experience creating it. It could be something that, you know, is completely fantasy. It's totally up to you. But try and educate your audience and incorporate that into your presentation. So I hope you've enjoyed this lesson on educating your audience as to the benefits, the features, the benefits, and the stories behind your artwork. It is critically important, and I hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't already, you can check out the other sections of the appeals system, the seven-step business for the seven steps for building a business in the arts. I help you. You help you amplify and make your artwork appeal to the audience. So I will see you in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe and take a gander on over to theartistappeals.com for your freebies or follow me on Twitter for your quote of the day. Thanks a lot. Later. Are you a teacher or a homeschooler or crafter? Perhaps you have kids that you like to share your love of nature with and explore the outdoors and have adventures with. Perhaps you like to go out and find bugs and frogs and turtles and snakes and birds' nests. Now you can bring that adventure inside and extend your adventure with your kids or your crafts with a craft project. Check out I Connect Crafts. That's E-Y-E, as in an eyeball, connectcrafts.com, where you can find over 70 different animals, all designed by yours truly, called the Totem Poppets. The Totem Poppets are fun, movable animals. You can paint them, you can stamp them, you can zentangle them. They can take anything you can throw at them from crayons to watercolors. They're movable. Everyone has joints. You put them together with mini brads. We have six different colors of mini brads. You can choose blues, purples, greens, gold, silvers, whites, whatever you like, and you assemble them and then you can play with them. Stick them on a chopstick, make a play, put them in an art journal, a scrapbook, a greeting card, use them in a project for school. So check them out at iConnectCrafts.com. Well, that's it for The Artist Appeals. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed recording it. I just love talking with all these artists and business people. It's phenomenal, and I've learned so much. I hope you've learned something, too. You can get more information. You can check out some of the links that we talked about in these podcasts at theartistappeals.com. That's theartistappeals, A-P-P-E-A-L-S.com. Thanks and have a good one.